Hi everyone, Sandman here. Earlier today I had someone contact me about asking me to define the difference between the MRA movement and MGTOW. His name is Anthony and he's been an MRA since before the turn of the century, or roughly 1999, and I know him personally. So he's been following the movement for well over 15 years. When he started getting involved in following the movement, there were only a couple of dozen men that he knew involved online. And I take his thoughts and opinions extremely seriously, because he was involved in this a long time before most of us here on YouTube. And so he asked me what the difference is between MGTOW and MRA, and what I thought. So I told him what I've said before, that men going their own way are all about decentralized power and influence, and we aren't into organizing, holding meetings, or creating a social movement. Instead, we're purely about philosophy and making our videos to increase awareness about gynocentrism and fight feminism just like the men's rights movement. But we also promote our belief system to other men. And most of us are not about activism in the traditional sense. It's more about making online videos. And keep in mind that what I say here is not a manifesto, but just a bunch of generalizations that I'm making. I also told Anthony that a MGTOW can be an MRA, and an MRA can be a MGTOW. There might have been a time when the two were inseparable, but I believe that that time has passed. And people can now choose to either be a MRA or a MGTOW, both or neither. And I'm not the one saying this, but hundreds if not thousands of men are saying this right now. People are beginning to believe that the MRA movement and MGTOW are increasingly separate things. And getting that particular idea out of people's heads now can be very difficult, because it's already been formed, and it's like trying to skate uphill. Unlike many of the other vocal critics of the men's rights movement, I support what they're doing, even if it only brings awareness to the issues. And the men's rights movement is comprised of more than just AVFM. There's also CAFE up here in Canada, as well as Men's Rights Edmonton and other groups. And CAFE is extremely inclusive of everyone, and that's what I like about it. AVFN functions like a corporation with a hierarchy. New people come in, and old people leave, willing or otherwise. In my entire life, I've been anti-corporation, and I've never liked working for companies that have defined hierarchies and leadership structures. Instead, I've always believed that the most efficient systems are the ones that are self-organizing without a formal power base. I don't like managers and bosses telling people what they should do for the sake of the direction of the company. Call me an idealist, but I believe in freedom of expression, and I'm sure that many of you believe the same thing as well. That's why MGTOW, separate from the hierarchy of organized power structures, has been so successful. We shouldn't try and centralize it and bridle it like a horse and march it down the street in a parade. How can you go your own way with leaders from above telling you how to go your own way? Trying to do that to you is an insult. And with all the recent hoopla about defining the MRA movement and MGTOW, Anthony asked me, why are we fighting? Can't we all just fight against Anita Sarkeesian together, or something? And I don't want anyone telling anyone else that the mayor of MGTOW, or Razorblade Candy, or anyone else is too radical to be a MGTOW, while at the same time saying that married men, or men in long-term relationships, can in fact be MGTOWs. By saying that a married man can be a MGTOW, then we're basically saying that people like Rocking Mystery can also be a man going his own way, and that people like Razorblade Candy might actually be too radical to be a MGTOW. The internet is amazingly democratic, because it allows all of us to start a channel here and basically say what we want, and then the viewers can decide if they want to watch and listen to us. People decide for themselves who is popular and who is not, and who gets views and who doesn't. This isn't the traditional media where people can bully each other and basically define the dialogue. Again, that's why I took offense to Paul Elam because he said in his comments that some of us are in the way and they have to go. 
And then I see John the Other and Diana Davison let go because they're rocking the boat. That's all fine because they're getting themselves into an organization with the hierarchy in the first place. But the idea that MGTOWs, which have no hierarchy, might somehow be getting in the way and radical is preposterous. We are doing our own thing because we're free to do so. We are outside the hierarchy as MGTOWs. And I know that there are many other men's rights activists out there that exist outside the men's rights movement hierarchy. And I encourage MRAs to work on their own. People tend to work with others because they fear loneliness or they believe there's greater strength in numbers. And this is the old way of seeing the world. This is all about thinking that the gynocentric female collectivization from the 20th century used to work so well for them that it must work for us now. But the 21st century is being defined by social media, where ideas are not centralized and monopolized by individuals and organizations. Ideas belong to everyone, and everyone can blog or criticize anything that they want. Every single opinion counts. And with regards to my own channel, exactly one year ago yesterday, I got my first 150 subscribers, thanks to the people over at MGTOWforums.com posting my video. Which appears to be back up and running, in case you're wondering. From the first post on that website, I gained many likes and many followers, and I owe my success to that particular website. I think this divide between the MRA and MGTOW is now happening, because one group is trying to change things into the old way, and the other group is trying to do things in a new way. MGTOWs are mostly out of necessity, and have just started using the internet in creative ways to spread their message. And the best analogy I can give you for what's happening right now is what happened during the colonial war in fledgling colonies during the American Revolution. The United States wanted to become a republic with many different voices, and England wanted to keep it under the rule of the monarch. What's been happening is that MGTOW has been fighting its own war of independence against the organized MRM. Many people used to say that England and the colonies were one entity, and they were inseparable. Does this sound familiar? And look how well that ended for England. You can't defeat the concept of freedom once it enters a man's mind. At some point it turns into, give me liberty, or give me death. There's also an excellent line from the film Star Wars, where Princess Leia faces Darth Vader and says, the more systems you squeeze, the more they'll slip right through your fingers. Any attempt to forcibly join and keep MGTOW and MRA together will lead to more slippage. Most men going their own way fear things that are far worse than loneliness. We fear being in a long-term relationship or marriage with the wrong person the most. Loneliness is the ultimate form of freedom when compared to the control that a woman has in many cases over a man. And the idea that men going their own way can get married is a little bit silly. MGTOW is not about ordinary rational men in marriages or long-term relationships. It's for men that see gynocentrism without the filters of relationship goggles right in their faces. Another thing I want to talk about is that Paul Elam is actually doing a video in response to my video called, Is Paul Elam MGTOW? And I'm not sure if it's going to be a hit piece claiming how much help and support AVFN has given me. What do you guys think? Has AVFN actually supported me? Is that the impression that you get? I know they've posted my Canadian Beavers video before, and I believe that I got a few thousand extra views because of that. What should I say if AVFN comes out and says that they supported me in the past and helped me, and therefore my video against Paul Elam seemed unprovoked and unfair? I know that I've asked to help them in the past, just like I helped CAFE, and my help was not welcome because they already had someone else doing the job that I wanted to do. Speaking of CAFE, sometimes I wish that AVFM functioned more like CAFE. I have yet to hear of any serious disagreements with anyone involved in CAFE. And maybe that's just a part of being Canadian and Canadian privilege. I'm not quite sure. With regards to the controversy that's been stirred up, do you guys see this as a good thing or a bad thing for MGTOW? 
I guess we'll all have to wait patiently for Paul's response sometime in the next 48 hours. One more correction to my video about Paul. It wasn't actually someone at the front door, but instead a possible intruder in his house that would basically mean that his wife would send him to check it out. My motivation for saying that Paul was acting like a disposable man reminded me of something that Warren Farrell said about his brother, and I thought to myself it was very similar to what Paul was talking about. And I'm including a link to the text I'm about to read you in the description below. Here's what Warren Farrell has to say. My brother Wayne, 12 years my junior, and his woman friend went cross-country skiing in the Grand Tetons. They came to a dangerous pass. It was April and both feared the avalanches. Two of them going forward would put them both in danger, yet would give each the opportunity to save the other. So Wayne went forward alone. The snow slipped from the mountain, gathered momentum, and tumbled its thousands of frozen pounds over my brother, burying him 40 feet deep. He would have been 21. Wayne and his woman friend had unconsciously agreed that it was his life that would be risked, and in this case sacrificed, as he and she both played out their roles. I would soon see much more evidence of how deeply ingrained it is both for women to unconsciously expect man's protection, even though it means the man self-sacrificing his life, and for men to compete to give it in exchange for approval, respect, and love. The experience with Wayne catalyzed my thinking about male vulnerability. In my presentations, rather than just having men walk a mile in a beauty contest of everyday life that women experience, I ask women to experience male vulnerability by asking men out on a role reversal date and risking just a few of the 150 or so risks of rejection that men might experience between eye contact and intercourse. After reading those lines by Dr. Warren Farrell, I now see that male sacrifice can usually be unconscious. But if a man is single, then he goes his own way and bypasses the need to risk his own life for women. Love leads men to irrationally sacrifice themselves on a gynocentric altar. As for me, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, without living with the idea floating in the background that MGTOWs can't be separate from the men's rights movement. MGTOW doesn't need a manifesto. However, it might need a declaration of independence from the MRM. And if MGTOWs want to divorce themselves from the MRA, then MGTOWs should have their own version of no-fault divorce. If someone out there feels the urge to basically be like Thomas Jefferson and write that Declaration of Independence, I'd love to hear it. Anyways, as I wait for Paul's response, I want to thank everyone for taking their daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.